Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome back to another episode of our Loyalty360 Leader in Customer Loyalty series. In this series, we talk to the brand leaders about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have another 2020 Loyalty360 Awards video series, and we have the pleasure of speaking with Jason Scoggins, who is the Director of Loyalty and CRM at Chipotle, Chipotle Mexican Grill, that is. Uh, they have over 2,700 locations globally and more than 94,000 employees, which is amazing. Uh, Chipotle recently won two awards at the annual Loyalty 360 Awards program, including a platinum in the creative campaign category and a platinum in the customer engagement and advocacy category. So great job on that and uh, good Thank to you. speak with you, Jason. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So first off, we always like to get a little personal information about uh, you, what you do, what you like, and kind of your role at Chipotle. So you know, we'd love to learn a little bit more about you, kind of what you do uh, at Chipotle. And then also, it's always great to have a little fun fact about you. Certainly. So I've been in the loyalty and CRM space for almost 20 years now. Um, you know, started out on the agency side, quickly moved to brand uh, client side. I've been with companies like Southwest. Airlines, JCPenney, TGI Fridays, but I came to Chipotle about two and a half years ago, uh, and I was tasked with bringing a loyalty program on board. So, you know, we're, while our company has been around for quite a while, we're fairly new to the loyalty and CRM space. Uh, you know, we first started dipping our toes into the area back in 2015. So we're still, you know, we're, we're, we're newbies at this. Um, when it comes to that. So, you know, I was brought on board to try to really ramp that up, bring it up to speed. You know, shortly after I started, we went to pilot with our first um, uh, iteration of Chipotle Rewards. And then we ended up launching the program uh, shortly thereafter, about six months later, um, nationally uh, in March of 2019. Okay. Uh, for those who may not know, can you give us a uh, short history on Chipotle, all that you offer and uh, kind of the history of the company? It'd be great to know that as well. Absolutely. So we were founded in 1993 in Denver, Colorado. And, uh, you know, as you said, we've got 2,700 restaurants, uh, primarily in the United States, but we also have locations in Canada, UK, France, and Germany. Um, you know, we are a fast casual, you know, kind of one of the forerunners in the fast casual space. Uh, it is all about customization when you come into a Chipotle, you go down the line, build your burrito or your bowl. Um, you know, we are, since day one, we've always been, and this will kind of, you know, probably hit on this a few times during our talk today, but we've always been about cultivating a better world. Um, everything we do, responsibly sourced, classically cooked, uh, you know, just real food um, has been at our core since we began in 93. And so, you know, as we continue, it's like, how do we bring that authenticity and customization and choice and everything that you get with our restaurant experience into our loyalty program as well. Okay. Uh, when you launched your loyalty program, the Chipotle Rewards uh, program, I think nationwide in 2019, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how the response to the program and how you guys went to, to kind of launch it by, uh, from a beta pilot test, how you, and how kind of you rolled it out? Yeah, for sure. So we actually, um, if you take a step, we actually did our first beta was a couple years prior to that. We uh, did a very limited time loyalty program. 
Um, and that was, we did it for a summer. It was a summer promotion and it was really just to start seeing how our customers interacted with the brand. From there, we took a step back. We, you know, the program came to an end. We started taking those learnings and then continuing, continue to look at how the uh, loyalty space was evolving, uh, particularly in our industry. Um, and came, came up with what was really a, the pilot for Chipotle Rewards that we launched in 2018. So we launched that in three markets. Um, yeah, and we wanted to make sure we were looking at markets that really represented the, uh, our national footprint, you know, from a um, high, medium, and low frequency guest count. So we could really see that, you know, how the program would resonate with not just our super fans, but with all Chipotle customers. So we ran that for six months. We made some tweaks, optimizations to the program. We really, we were constantly out there in the field, uh, talking to guests, talking to our operations folks, the folks in the restaurant, because we wanted to make sure that anything that we launched wasn't just gonna be successful for our customers, but it was also gonna be successful from an operations standpoint and not um, impede anything that was happening from our restaurant side uh, so that they could continue to deliver great results from a customer uh, relationship you know, in the restaurant as well. Okay. So we went through that and then um, you know, by the time we finished, we launched nationally in March of 2019. Um, and you know, when we launched that, we wanted to launch in a really big and unexpected way. And so we ended up partnering with Venmo for that uh, opening uh, campaign, which was hugely successful. We ended up getting 1 million folks signed up in the first week of the program. That's awesome. Um, obviously, great uh, launch. Some of the things you did with Venmo uh, was quite interesting. I think we'll talk about that later. But you had kind of a, a promotional campaign called Guac Mode, which seemed to be quite unique, uh, very innovative, drove awareness, enrollments, uh, and kind of engaged your fan base and key st stakeholders. Can you tell us a little about that program, kind of the strategy behind that? Sure. So Guac Mode actually came about a year into the program. And as we were looking at how to lap all of the excitement from the initial launch, we wanted to um, come up with something that was unique to and very ownable by Chipotle. Um, and we wanted to not just drive acquisition, which it did. We ended up getting about a half a million folks signed up for the program in the first 10, in the 10 days of that campaign window. But we also wanted to use it as an engagement uh, lever and a way to reward all of our loyal fans who had joined in the early days of uh, Chipotle Rewards. So what we did is we did a multi-channel launch campaign that really leaned heavy into our social and influencer space. Uh, to really get the word out. And we made it a really simple, um, a, a simple construct. It was text uh, guac mode to our short code 888-222. And then you could get in. And the, the, the whole concept was sign up before a certain date so that you would be considered a founding member of Chipotle Rewards. Then once you're a founding member, what we would do is uh, do a series of drops over the course of the next year, uh, surprise and delight, and give people uh, free guac whenever their guac mode was activated. So a lot of this came about, like, it, it, it was a, certainly a fun idea and really great and it created buzz, but it was all based on customer insights. So we had done a lot of, you know, as we were building up to this, we did a lot of research with our current customer base, as well as 
customers who had not, who were active customers with Chipotle, but had not actually joined rewards yet. And so we, you know, we talked to them, we found out, you know, what worked about the program, what didn't. And then we also found out what other programs they were members of and what they really liked there. Um, and one of the things that we kept hearing was, you know, that it took a long time to earn a reward. The way our uh, program is set up is a dollar, uh, 10 points per dollar spend. Uh, and you automatically cash out at 1,250 points for a free entree. And so if you think about that low and medium customer, it's going to take a while to hit 1,250 points. Um, and so a lot of that's what we were hearing from our customers as well, that, you know, sometimes it takes too long. Uh, and then some of the constructs that they liked from other programs were the surprise and delights. And so we took all of that learning and then put, applied it to guac mode so that we had a way to reward folks on an ongoing basis. You know, once a month, uh, they would get the free guac, which would help continue to bring them in, which would ultimately lead to earning their free entree even faster because they were visiting more often. And so it was kind of that whole flywheel of how do you get someone in to earn more points, to feel more value in the program. Okay. I think you received over uh, 403,000 texts, uh, 888 uh, We did. Uh, Great majority of those are driven by social media and some of your influencers. Can you yep. talk about maybe how was that planned or how it was planned and kind of the results from the two platforms? Yeah, you know, so we're always trying to drive culture uh, in everything that we do at Chipotle, whether it's from the CRM loyalty side or on the social media side. You know, it's, it's really key that we are plugged in to our guests where they are and on whatever channels they're in. So, you know, we have a pretty solid, social and influencer strategy as it as it was at that time already and we knew that in order to really build buzz around this we needed that extra layer uh, there as well and so we worked with some of our tried and true influencers uh, David Dobrik uh, being one of those who's worked with us for years now but then we also brought in some new folks uh, and we wanted to make sure that we were looking at all areas, um, not just focusing on one influencer with a niche audience, but lots of influencers that would hit a lot of different areas. So we looked towards um, entertainment, to sports, uh, to traditional social media influencers, really across the board to get that word out. Okay. Um, one of the things that uh, you, you kind of talked about, and I think we've talked about in the past, just getting instant gratification uh, and from your target audience, you know, Gen Z is notorious for being somewhat challenging to reach and unreceptive of traditional advertising. You know, how did you overcome those challenges with your program? Yeah, you know, so particularly for our big launch programs, when we're really trying to acquire folks from that space, you know, TikTok has been a huge channel for us. And I think, I think what helps, you know, anyone can get on TikTok, obviously, but I think where we stand out there is we were one of the early adopters of the platform from a brand perspective. And so as the platform grew, we kind of grew with it in that space, which made it feel much more authentic. And I mean, authenticity is key, obviously, to everything that we do. But I think that in particular, when you're talking about the Gen Z audience, you've got to have that authentic um, You've got to be authentic or they're going to see right through you from the get-go. And so I think the fact that there was this, we've got this natural connection uh, using that platform has certainly helped us. Um, and then just, you know, everything that we do from an ongoing perspective is we're always kind of putting it through that lens 
to make sure that you know we are resonating with Gen Z being our one of our key demographics from a brand perspective. That we're always putting things through the lens to make sure you know is this relevant? You know, we we always are saying around you know why do I care? Why would I share? Uh, you know, with when you think about everything that we're doing, if you put things through that lens, and particularly why why would I care? Why would I share from a Gen Z perspective? Um, it really helps open the door and, and, and lets you look at each situation and each campaign that we're launching kind of from a unique uh, perspective. Okay. So the, uh, the program you're on with Venmo, very successful. Obviously, it was an award winner at uh, the 2020 Loyalty 360 Awards. Fairly unique, uh, unique strategies behind that. I think you had a, a microsite, my ChipotleRewardMe.com, uh, which yeah, uh, yeah. fans could uh, receive free money through Venmo. Can you talk about how you launched that promotion? Because obviously, as I mentioned, it was very successful in, in, in the award judging. Yeah, you know, so, you know, as I mentioned before, the Venmo campaign really launched Chipotle Rewards, and it's what, uh, you know, it got us a million followers within the first week of the program. And, you know, it, as, as with Guac Mode, everything is insights driven. And so, you know, when we started looking at our audience, who our core audience was as a brand, who we wanted to get into the program as early adopters, um, you know, we really started seeing this connection with the Gen Z. And at that time, Venmo was really coming into its own and was starting to be considered a almost a micros, a micro uh, social media platform. You know, people, as we, as we talked to our consumer base, you know, one thing that continually showed up is people were, were using the feed on Venmo to kind of stay connected and, and see what's going on with their friends, who they're paying, what they're saying in their short little snippet. Um, and so that was kind of the first unlock. So then we started talking to the Venmo folks and we found out that Chipotle was one of the top brands mentioned on the platform across all of their users. So it actually, I believe at the time we were the fourth uh, most mentioned brand on the platform. And so, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we start connecting the dots. It's like, okay, this is where our customers are. This is going to be disruptive in a way that, you know, no one else has done it. At the time, uh, only one other brand had partnered with Venmo, but in a very different way. Uh, Uber was the first, we were the second. Um, And so, you know, here we could do something that was different, new, unique. Um, and it was also something that our, where our customers were. And so it's all about, you know, let's go to them. Let's don't bring them to us. And so uh, we created the Chipotle Reward Me microsite and customers could go in and put in their, um, they could register their, uh, their email address that was tied to their Venmo account. And then uh, what we started doing is we just every day started dropping anything from a dollar up to $500 into folks' accounts. And we ended up giving away a quarter of a million bucks, uh, but just got an enormous number of impressions. The PR impressions were through the roof. Um, At the time, one of the highest, I believe, that we had done um, to date. Um, and, And it really just created this great moment where it was super relevant to the customer. It was new and unique and really was a way to, um, you know, kind of show up in an unexpected way. That's awesome. Uh, very unique campaign for sure. Um, when you look at that campaign and uh, the idea around emotional loyalty, it seems that your uh, customers have a kind of a unique uh, emotional connection to your brand. I think obviously the authenticity you show from how you raise product and food and kind of the fresh ingredients. You know, what, what is 
emotional loyalty mean to you, to your brand? Uh, and how do you promote it uh, in a kind of an authentic way? Yeah, you know, so for us, I mean, I think that emotional loyalty has on, honestly, even before we had a loyalty program or even had thought about CRM, even like emotional loyalty has kind of been the foundational bedrock for everything that Chipotle does. Uh, you know, we certainly have the super fans, but for us, it's about creating that connection back to the brand. You know, as I mentioned before, the cultivate a better world, you know, that's great if you want to like write that up and put it on the wall behind you and that's your mission statement. And, you know, but it's a, it's a whole different thing to actually live and breathe that and to make and to bring your customers along on that journey. You know, we actually launched a really great initiative that I think kind of ties in uh, to this whole concept of emotional loyalty. Uh, we launched it uh, back in the fall and that's around real food print. So we started capturing the data and we've worked with an outside organization to actually quantify um, the impact that you are having as a customer on every order that you make, the impact on the environment, whether it's water saved, um, animal, you know, supporting animal wellness, um, really supporting farmers across the board, we've got these key measurements. And so every time you place an order now, you'll see what your real food print score was, you know, which you know, it's, it's a way to, it, like, in some ways you're, you're talking about, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a gamification uh, element there in the fact that the customer, you know, can, with each individual order that they place can continue to see that growing impact uh, and really feel that. But it also is an opportunity for us to take that data and continue to share out with the customer uh, and let them know, you know, Hey, this month you, supported this month, this additional work from a sustainability standpoint. You conserved this amount of water. Um, and it's really, it, it's bringing them into the brand, bringing our customer into the brand in a way that really nobody else can do. And so, and I, I think that when you, when you look at like from an emotional loyalty standpoint, it's things like that, that really give the customer an ownership in every transaction they have with us, in every you know every bite they take, um, you know every point they earn, there there's something there that's beyond just that transactional. You know, here's my dollar, give me my ten points. Okay, excellent. Do you think having uh, that emotional loyalty that uh, kind of engaged audience makes it easier or more difficult in some of your efforts? Because we've heard both, right? It's great to have that. They're very engaged. They're very open, vocal. They tell us everything we need. But then some people say it's, it can be very challenging as well to meet those high level expectations. And then how do you consistently kind of, uh, kind of rise to the, the, the standard they want? You know, I, I think you laid it out perfectly there. Like there, obviously you can go the more transactional route and you can, and it, and when you do that, you're certainly getting quick returns. You know, you can throw out an offer and you can get, you can drive some quick results and that's the easy way to go. Um, you know, I think what we've seen is that from an emotional standpoint, if you build that relationship over a longer amount of time, then it makes, you know, you're not necessarily getting those quick hits of like, let me just throw another offer at the customer to get them to come in. Because in the end, that's not really, they're not loyal to the brand, they're loyal to the discount. And right. so, you know, you know, we want to continue, we want that to be a long-term relationship that we've built with our customers. You are certainly right, though, when you talk about the challenge, you know, it, it, it's the long game to build the emotional loyalty, um, you know, between customer and brand. 
uh, and the bar, you know, it's like, okay, great. You know, what do we, what do we do next? We launched Foodprint. you know, what's Foodprint 2.0? What's the next thing? How do we continue to engage the customer in a way that's fresh and new and that they care about, you know, again, goes back to why do I care? Why would I share? You know, you've got to, I think if you take that in, um, you know, every single thing you do, you've got to make sure that you're putting that customer first lens on it. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of putting the customer first lens on pieces, how, how do you measure some of the success of your customer loyalty and, and customer experience efforts? And what KPIs do, do you and your team you know, look at or consider? Yeah, you know, for us, it's all about driving frequency. Um, you know, I, I think that's really key. Uh, obviously, we look at engagement as well. Um, you know, I would say all the basics, you know, what's the program growth? Who, who have we, you know, who who's who's come into the program who's left the program um but for us it's also about you know are we changing behaviors in the right way so are we getting are we increasing our frequency um are folks spending more i mean it's it's the basics but i think you've got to look at it from an engagement level as well so you know for us it's just as important to see who clicked on this story? What are they, you know, are we keeping them engaged? Are we able to deliver our brand messaging around cultivating a better world in a way that actually engages the customer so that the customer wants more? So, you know, of course we could sit there and uh, we, could, we could send out information to the customer about, you know, the, you know, what it takes to bring guac to, to their table, you know, from the growing the avocado, you know, the following the journey of the avocado, but making sure that we do it in the right way so that the customer is actually engaged. So bringing in relevant content, uh, engaging content, you know, giving a, one of the things that we've done recently is we started bringing uh, quizzes in uh, Chipotle IQ is what we call it. And it's really like fun ways for the customer to engage with our content that gets the message and drives home, you know, what Chipotle is doing as a brand and what our larger mission is, but keeping them engaged within that. Okay. What do you think is the next big thing for customer experience, customer loyalty for uh, potentially you and your team or, you know, the, the, the restaurant QSR space in general? Yeah, you know, I think restaurant QSR space in general has a lot to, we have, there's a long way to grow. Uh, you know, if you think about various industries in the loyalty space, you know, travel, retail, like, you know, travel obviously being the kind of the, the initial industry in this field um, and the retail folks as well, they've got the data and can really do a lot with it. Restaurants are, you know, we're new. Uh, if you think about not just Chipotle, I mean, Chipotle's journey is fairly new to this, but if you look at the great programs out there in our space, none of them have been around a lot of, for a long time. And those that have are certainly peaking more now than their early days. So I think there's a lot of upside as restaurant uh, begins to match travel and retail, and then even exceed what those areas are doing. You know, I, I can say from our perspective, we are always looking at from our, obviously we're looking at our peer group and who our traditional competitors are, but from a loyalty and CRM space, we are honestly looking at, for us, it's about who is leading it, irregardless of what uh, industry they're in. So for us, you know, we're looking at 
what is an REI, a Sephora? Like what are those, those aspirational brands? Yep. That's what we're shooting for. And that's what we're trying to do uh, to be considered in the same breath of those folks, as opposed to just looking at, you know, how is Chipotle performing against um, its competitive set from a traditional competitive set? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So you talked about a little bit, uh, you know, how is your brand different than competitive set from other, some other, you know, burrito places out there, Qdoba and others, and what are you doing differently than, than, than those guys? Obviously you're, you seem to win, uh, you know, awards at a, a rapid clip and have a very unique program and what, what sets you apart from the competitive set? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think one of the things, you know, it's just an overall, it's the overall culture that we have at Chipotle uh, being very innovative, being fast movers, um, and really trying to stay on top of culture. Um, you know, I, I will be very, I will admit it, you know, our program as it was launched initially, it is fairly, you know, it, it, it's not the most groundbreaking program. It is, uh, you know, and, and we've certainly rested on the laurels of having that strong emotional connection with our customers. But, you know, a 10, 10 points per dollar spend, you know, ratcheting up to a free entree and then cashing out, you know, that's not unique. Um, and we recognize that. And we know that there's a lot of room for Chipotle rewards to continue to grow. Um, and so, you know, for us, it's all about what's that next step and working on that. So, you know, first came, you know, first, our first anniversary was guac mode. And it was all about, let's figure out a new way that was very ownable that, you know, obviously no one else can, can say they have guac mode. Like that's not, you know, Chick -fil we're not going to hear Chick-fil-A uh, rolling out with, with, with that. Like that was a very ownable to Chipotle thing. And so now it's like, what's the next thing? And so, you know, I think we've got a lot of great things in store for 2021 and beyond. Like we're always looking forward, uh, which is, I think, the one thing that um, going back to your original question about what helps us stand out a little bit is that we're always looking for the next evolution, the next thing. Um, and I think you'll see some pretty exciting stuff uh, in the future from Chipotle Rewards. That's awesome. And the last question I have uh, for you is, you know, what can Loyalty 360 do to help you and your team uh, in their journey? Yeah, you know, for us, and I think it kind of goes back to the, what I was saying earlier about, you know, we're still new to the space. And, you know, while I've got a team of seasoned professionals, you know, sometimes you get stuck in your day-to-day -day world, uh, you know, of what you're doing at your brand. And so for us, you know, having Loyalty 360 as that resource to help us continue to push the envelope to, um, you know, look at what other programs are doing from a best practices perspective and really connect with other peers in the space, I think is really going to be key for us to get us out of our, our bubble that we have today and get us back into, you know, as in, into the loyalty space as we continue to grow and evolve the program. That's awesome. Well, Jason, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It was great to hear about what you guys are working on, some things you're doing, and I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you uh, the rest of 2021. Sounds great. Look forward to it.